Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. We talk often about the economy, and every time I talk to economists like Dr. Matt Will, I'm reading the Wall Street Journal, I'm hearing from the people at, at Fox Business with Charles Payne, who we have on the show from time to time and others, there's nothing that signals to me that everything is going in the right direction. Although we have seen a cooling of inflation, that does not mean we've seen the end of inflation. It doesn't mean that we've seen an, an end to the increase uh, in prices. It doesn't mean that we're going to be seeing any rate cuts anytime soon. That's not what it means. I think we're still seeing it. I think we're still experiencing it. And I have no reason to think it's going to end anytime soon. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Dr. Matt Will joins us, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Appreciate him taking the time, stepping outside to have the conversation. Dr. Matt Will on the X Twitter box. It's the Wall Street Journal that put out this story that the interest rate futures indicated that there is a 52% chance that the Federal Reserve will lower rates by at least a quarter of a percentage point by its May 2024 policy meeting. And by the end of 2024, rates might be down from where they are right now by nearly a full percent. Is this wishful thinking? Well, Tony, I don't know that it's wishful thinking. What the Wall Street Journal is simply doing is reporting on what the futures market believes. And the futures markets can be confusing to most folks because they're what we call derivatives. Um, but they're very, they, they have a good track record in history of predicting the future. Of course, that's what they're called, futures. And there is now investors, buyers and sellers. Some believe rates are going up. Some believe rates are going down. But the current indication in the futures market is that there's a 52% chance, as you said, of rates going down next year. Am I one of that 52%? No. But I can tell you that it is now more than a majority of investors that do think, believe, wish, desire, I don't know what you want to use it, and you know, what word, that rates will go down. Well, that's just it. Believe and wish can't be in the same conversation. Believe is, well, here are some indicators that make me think this will happen. And wish is, I kneel down by my bed at night and say, dear Lord, do me a favor. I need my 401k to grow. Will you please bring rates down? Those are two different things, sir. <laughs> you, are, you are correct. But people that buy and sell securities, people who are investors are people. They have psychology, they have sentiment, they have beliefs. And, you know, my interpretation of the data is that the market is not going to be cutting rates because Jerome Powell told me, he told the world, I'm not cutting rates anytime soon. If I have to, I'll be holding them here for long term. So 
I think that the majority of the people in the market now are ignoring the data and they're ignoring what Jerome Powell thinks because of wishful thinking. So, no, you're correct. They sit down at night and pray, but they're wrong, in my opinion. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, you've got some people at the Fed saying that the policy in place right now is the right policy to bring down uh, inflation. You've got the White House that says inflation is down. Um, is is I mean, but that's their argument. Their argument is we were flat month over month, so therefore inflation is down. Aren't you lucky? Why do you laugh at that? I laugh because the White House just it, they just can't admit reality. They ignore it. The Fed, we, we talked about this just last week. The, we had one month. Good. One month. Let's see what happens next month. And the Fed is in the, in the mode where they said even when inflation is under control, and it's not. The White House is lying to you, Tony. They're lying. Inflation is not under control. The Fed says if it gets under control, they will hold interest rates stable. I believe the Fed, I take them at their word. So now let's take exactly what you said, and now let's apply a headline to it. This is CNBC earlier today. Amazon touts record-breaking sales in kickoff to holiday shopping season. They say that the period November 17th to Cyber Monday marked its, quote, biggest ever, unquote, holiday shopping event compared to the same 11-day stretch last year. Is comparing something to last year a sign that everything is better? No. First of all, last year was not something I would ever compare myself to. I compare myself to maybe 2019. But also, there's another report that Amazon has overtaken UPS and FedEx as the biggest delivery company in the world. So what does that tell you? There's a shift. It's merely a shift. So part of the gain in Amazon is people shifting their buying habits from certain uh, retailers to Amazon. So their growth does not mean growth in the economy. Their growth means growth in Amazon. You just said something I think that struck people's wait, what was that again? Amazon is now larger as a delivery company than UPS and FedEx? Yes. Yes. That was uh, this report came out uh, last week and they've now overtaken both of those companies. Because they have their own trucks. That's 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 your game. They're doing it for themselves. They're not doing it for others. Correct. Okay, just but make what sure does that I tell you about it. the size of Amazon? Amazon is so large that their own delivery scale is more significant than their competitors who deliver for everybody else. That's a scary thought of a consolidation of power in one company. That is going to be a scary thought uh, in terms of investment in UPS and, and, and FedEx, for sure. But let's go back to this conversation regarding um, the, the, the futures and the reduction of, of interest rates. Um, I, I would like to see interest rates go down. I certainly uh, uh, hope that, that it happens, but hope is, is not a strategy. Um, what is it that in, when you speak to economists who think they will go down, what do they believe that the strategy is? The current uh, policies of the Fed or the current policies of the administration? I don't, I don't know of any academic economists, who I'm not fans of, that believe rates are going to be going down anytime soon. What I see is people on Wall Street, 52% of them, now let's keep this clear, this isn't everybody, who very much believe they're going to go down, hoping, and this is, I do mean the word hope, 
hoping that by their strong 52% opinion that they can persuade the Fed to cut rates. That's what they're doing. I think they're wrong. That's my analysis is different. I don't know of anybody that's putting in a data-driven analysis on the table to justify rate cuts. To what extent is the Fed persuadable by business? You know what? I don't think they are. I have been impressed not by the policy of, let's say, Bernanke and Yellen, but I've been impressed with their independence. And I have seen, well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'll say it with their independence. And, and Jerome Powell is, I think, more independent than his two predecessors. So I, I don't think they're persuadable. I, I think this is just really Wall Street folks who we've talked about as being interest rate addicts who, who are simply trying to do anything they can to persuade the Fed to cut rates so that they can make money off of that. That's all it is. Get into a conversation with me talking to Dr. Matt Whale, economist at the University of, of Indianapolis. Um, one of the things Joe Biden is is talking about as he is focused on, on re-election, but he is engaging himself and inserting himself into the business world. And he does it on, on two subjects as of late. Um, the idea of junk fees, right, and 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 price gouging. He's been talking about this a, a, a lot, and certainly there would be some people who'd be very thrilled to see some of the nonsense fees that are here, there, and everywhere disappear. But that that comes at a, at a great cost if you want government getting involved in 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 this way. Is there anything from an economic point of view where business people or economists like yourself are looking at these things from the Biden administration and saying, this is going to make a real, real difference? Oh, I think it'll make a difference in the wrong direction. I believe that his focus on fees are causing problems for the economy. They're disrupting the invisible hand of the free market. And that is wrong. That is what causes economies to shrink. It's what it causes businesses to go out of business. It's what causes GDP to drop. You, you can't, the free market must be free. There's no old guy sitting in the White House that can control the economy. And if he thinks he is, he's delusional. Well, he might very well be uh, delusional, um, but that doesn't mean that he isn't moving in this direction. But there's there's no consensus that if the administration did uh, X, like got rid of junk fees, that somehow this would really free up markets and this would really uh, allow for growth. This is this is very much uh, small ball politics as opposed to large economic policy. It's socialism. It has zero to do with economics. I mean, if a bank can't make money on spread, which is the amount that they charge um, on loans versus what they pay in deposits, they have to make their money somewhere. So they make it on overdraft fees, convenience fees, loan origination fees. That's what the, the banking industry is right now. So Joe Biden wants to control that. He and his administration have already screwed up the banking in sector through their bailout of SVB and they're controlling who's successful and not successful. And now they want to go more into it. They're doubling down on running banks. Who, who in your listening audience would like Joe Biden to run the banks of our country? Well, you, you want to ask that question? Yes. I question their sanity if they say they want Biden to run the banks instead of professional bankers. A guy who's lived his entire life in Washington, D.C., knows more about banking and, and his staff, which is probably a, you know, a bunch of 
of people in liberal arts degrees who know nothing about finance and economics. You want them to run? You want them to run the banks of our country instead of professional bankers who have spent their whole lives doing it? I, I think you'd be you'd be surprised to learn their answer. Uh, Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz.